Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the one and only, the fantastic, the spectacular, the splendiferous, the wonderful, the magical, the amazing Quick Pop Podcast. Da 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 da. You need a little bit of Baymax for you because we're going to do this PG style. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, yay, yay. That's what's going on. I am Raunchy and I am joined by the other two lovely gentlemen of this uh, podcast that is Quicken and that is Poppin'. It's Ace and Jake. How are y'all doing? We bustin'. I've never felt more uh, honored to be on this podcast. Like you made it sound all fancy, and you did the Bayo Max, dude. Right? There was some. There was a lot going on in in this. I had to do. I had to. Like it's just like something that's been happening with me for a while. Is I want to hit the Baymax. Guys, I I I know we talk about this every once in a while. Are we sponsored by Disney? Is that the reason you did that, Ron? Do we have Disney God, money? God, no, I, I wish I wish we had Disney money without no, being sponsored by Disney. I, mm, see, but the, the the flip of that is I've seen how Disney has treated some of its uh, people lately. Where I'm just like, you know what? Maybe a uh, Disney owns ESPN, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're not going to do that because. Uh, one Patrick McAfee uh, does not promote uh, ESPN on his content anymore because they had started doing some boo-boo stuff. But we'll 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 worry about that well, later. There's, yeah, there's to a topic I want tang- to get to. I was about to say to hit one tangent and call it a day. Uh, you know, because I don't want to I don't want to linger on non wrestling stuff. Uh, yeah. The thing that's ticked me off with Disney lately is how they basically threw ScarJo under the bus. Oh, yeah. And have absolutely no remorse for it. And I'm just like, no, nah, y'all knew what y'all were doing and y'all just didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, we're we're in that new era, that new age. What's up? What's up? Yeah. No, I mean, you were trying to say something, Jake? No, I was just going to say, I love the thing about our podcast is we, we actually have structure tonight. And we're still going off on tangents and be like, hey, I know we have structure. I know it's going to get this is going to be a three hour episode, but I mean, it's just one of those things where like it's in your head and you're like, look, if I don't say this, it's going to eat me up the entire podcast. I had to say it. I had to get it out there. You were saying that that Disney money. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, it's not that worth it. I mean, that's fair. Ace stands with uh, uh, Joe. We got it. We got it. I I stand with people getting paid like they were told to be paid and not getting, you know, wormed around with their money. Yeah, and they were definitely getting the worms. They were definitely like, what's the scummiest way we can be like, nah, fam? Yeah. We found it. You know, it always sucks when, like, big corporations like that just, as much as you want to like them, they just... It's like they push back and it's like, stop doing stupid stuff. I want to like you. But yeah, kind of like uh, when Impact, uh, you know, didn't pay its wrestlers. Oh, that yeah, that, that, no, that, that wasn't said, that wasn't Impact. That was Anthem. Oh, it was Anthem. No, that's right. It, it was. An- yeah, that was that was a time where it was like Anthem. And then what was it like? What was it called? Global Force? 
uh, Jeff Jarrett's thing? Yeah, I think that's what that was. Yeah, <laughs> that was so long ago. Like, you know, I, I admittedly, <clears throat> my memory of it is mostly fuzzy. Yeah, but it's I like, definitely remember there was a whole thing that we were just like, yeah, we'll get you a paycheck. Yeah, it's all it's but, all water under the bridge now. Yeah, it's all water under the bridge. But with as many terrible companies as they are, guys, I think we'd all agree. Bald Guana Ooh. Energy original, no, Bald Guana Original Soda is a top A company that would not Ooh. treat their employees with anything but respect. They don't look. They are actually a really classy bunch. If I ha- if I had to find one thing to say <coughs> negatively about them, and I mean even this is a stretch, it would literally only be their uh, email response time is a little slow. Uh, that's not like uh, a killer thing. Like that's not like oh, I can't stand this company. It can never work for them. Uh, but it, it has to be said they're a little slow on replies. But when they do get back to you, they usually are very courteous and um, attempt to solve whatever your issue may be. Quick pop podcast um, sponsored by Balls. Balls Energy. Sponsored drink, balls by Corona. Balls. Uh, Go come and get, get you it some now. I- I love Ace that you are willing to stick your neck out there and say, you know, the, the, the little, little things that may bother you. I, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, their soda's too good. I drink it. I, it makes me want to drink it even more. It's too good. It angers me, Ace, how good it is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm glad, I, feel I'm glad you, I got that out there. I feel you, dog, because, you know, uh, <clears throat> the, the, about a week, no, two weeks ago, uh, I bought a whole caseload of it using code QuickPop for free shipping, uh, and it using was great. What, what using what? Use that code QuickPop to get free shipping on all orders. Oh, that sounds like a deal. Yeah, and that's like all the time. Uh, like, because right now they're doing a deal where you can get free shipping, but this free shipping is for forever. You will always get free shipping if you use code QuickPop. You know, guys, in a world where there's a certain wrestler we'll talk about late, later that just came back, whose T-shirt you can't even buy anymore because it just keeps selling out. You know, take that time you're going to buy that T-shirt, buy you some balls. Go get you some, go get you a balls T-shirt, get you some balls drink, whatever you get. Use do they have balls T-shirts? Oh, they do. Oh, they, they do. They have multiple uh, types. Really? They've got like current versions. They've got one with their like retro logo. Like, believe you me. Ron, I do not have not a lot of expendable income. Ron, get the retro. Get the retro. I didn't even know that they had. Yeah, man, they've got a whole like in addition to the balls, they've got an entire just like swag store that's got like uh, bottle openers, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all kinds of stuff. I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. You you gotta gotta get the retro shirt, Ron. When are we gonna? When are we going to get Mr. Balls on the podcast? Well, that is a great question. When he responds to my email. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that would be fun, though, just to see, uh, you know, what, what do they do? Think. Do they do international shipping, you know, for I, I certain countries? That don't, uh, I believe so. I'm not sure, though, that our code covers uh, international. OK, um, do they I at least go our- to like Mexico and Japan? I think they do have international shipping, but I don't think our code covers international shipping. So if well, you're an international listener, 
you know, use code quick pop and you might luck out, but I I seem to remember them stating that this would unfortunately not cover international shipping. Cause I mean, I feel like that's a little too much. Like that's a, that's a lot to have to give away, you know, cause some international shipping can get really, really pricey. And you know, you're looking at basically giving away 30, 40 plus dollars at that point. Well, you do know, like, there are some some people, some places around the world that do stuff internationally. And yeah. one such thing is the Quick Pop Podcast. We are available international. Yeah, and uh, we talk about internationals. We do talk about internationals. In fact, I'm, as much as we love ta- harping about the big two, two and a half, if you consider some other companies, but as much as we talk about the, bi- the big boys... Some, uh, some, uh, I don't want to use the word little boys because that, like, I feel like that's meaning to some of these wrestlers' promotions, but some of the smaller groups have had been making some big waves in the wrestling world this year. I mean, we mentioned uh, Impact earlier, right? Yeah, I, we did mention my uh, 18th favorite wrestling uh, promotion, uh, right behind Chikara, right behind like garbage wrestling or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, Ace's uh, CZW mark. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, a big, I'm a big kaiju battle, Mark. Oh my gosh, kaiju big battle! Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have to talk about that at a different time. That's a, that's a whole special on its own, right there. Yeah, like oh, you got you got me going, you got me hyped hey, up. Stop, stop, stop. I'm, I'm, what I know we have a lot to talk about. Ace, do you know what we're talking about? I unfortunately actually do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was hoping you didn't, because then I was going to nah, set mate. up an episode of the podcast that was a watch along with one of their pay-per-views and just watch you watch it for the first time. See, here's the thing. While that would be super fun to do, just period, uh, you have to know that Ron has ruined any, you should definitely check out this wrestling promotion stuff. That's true. That's true. But in so the best you, way, Ron. But in you the might be way. like, oh, bro, check, check this out. And I'd just be like, <laughs> look, just because just because it was uh, what you call it, uh, Victory ahead. Road mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. mean that like it was everything that I'm going to say is Victory Road. Mm. However, in his defense, TNA was very, very good. You just happened to jump on at a very, very bad paper. I didn't jump on. I said, hey, give me what you think would be like, make me get into it. And he was like, this. Yeah, it's like it's like trying to get somebody in on WWE and being like, check out this uh, pay-per-view called Crown Jewel. You'll really like it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's 100 percent like trying to get somebody in on WWE and be like, hey, tune into SummerSlam this Sunday. Oh, 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 no, stop it. Get out. Stop it. All right, let's move on before I. Oh, anyway, we Ron did a beautiful place. segue into international. So why are we going other places? Why are we going all over the place? We're going international, baby. Um, <clears throat> the big news out of TNA is uh, for all the joking or not TNA impact for all the joking that uh, I give them for like, hey, you're not really a legitimate company because you don't have a world title in your promotion. They got their world title back. They Finally. got it back. Well, I Which mean, it's surprising because I think we I think we joked that uh, <clears throat> they would not be the first that AAA would get theirs back first. Yes, we did. And that was not the case. Um, Here's the thing. Well, first, did they get it back? Because you had Christian well, beat 
Kenny, but Christian's an AEW guy, so they still technically uh, don't have it back. Yeah, but he showed up on the the, the there so and like Kenny has been showing up on their program. No, hold, hold, here's the the key thing: Kenny was holding it. Christian was holding it. He, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. No, uh, sorry. Reverse. Christian held Christian it before. Was holding it. Kenny was not. Is what I'm like. I'm, I mean, like physically. Okay. Listen, no, no, I'm not going to let you get away with this, Ace. You can't sit there and be critical saying, oh, Kenny is their champion, but he's an AEW guy. Then when an AEW guy beats Kenny and goes on their show and holds up a title, you're like, eh, this is okay. Yeah, because he has, he was holding that title, not saying like, peasants, please bring me one of my eight titles so I can hold it. Look, I'll, yeah. gi- I'll give it this. Christian has had tenure with uh, the TNA championship, which he retired the TNA championship. He did do and that. Now he did. It, and now Impact is the only championship that's that's going to be legitimate from well, not legitimate. That's legitimate again uh, for Impact. And I do see Christian doing more stuff with uh, Impact just because he has the tenure. He has yeah, like, like he is a he's an if, Impact. Do boy. they have do they have like an Impact Hall of Fame? Or TNA Hall of Fame? I'm sure, they, I'm sure all did. of them have. <laughs> they but, did, but it got they, dismantled because Hulk Hogan. So I think Probably. whenever it switched to Anthem, it changed. But I know when they did it, um, Sting's in their Hall of Fame. Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle. I think Jeff Jarrett. And I think there's a four. I know there's at least four or five people in it. But I think once Anthem bought the company, they stopped acknowledging it. I think it's pretty like good that they still like they have it and they're trying to keep it like, oh, yeah, no, he's a former Impact Hall of Famer. But like you said, like it's not even officially recognized, which is super strange. But Christian would be one of those men. Christian would definitely be one that's actually on the in their Hall of Fame if it quote unquote exists. Yeah. Kenny Omega? No. No, Kenny Omega, definitely not. No. Speaking of Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega <laughs> was defending the AAA championship at Triple Mania last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, against Andrade. Uh, did, did wait, wait, wait before, guys... before that, before that, can we talk about Deanna Perrazzo real quick? Since we're oh, still yeah. impacting. Dude, Deanna Perrazzo, she has come a long way since she was cut by uh, NXT. Yes. A long, long way. Now she's a dual champion. She is. She won the AAA women's title. Yep. So now she uh, has the knockouts championship and the uh, they still call it the knockouts championship, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. OK. All right. I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't, like, misspeak. I didn't misspeak or anything. But yeah, Deanna Perrazzo, uh knockouts champion and now uh, AAA uh, women's champion. Yeah, no, and it was an awesome match. And like, like you said, like, I thought she was one of the ones that almost didn't make sense when they uh, let her go. But ever uh-huh. since coming to Impact, she has been killing it. Um, and that match is just another reason why it showed how good she is in the ring. And like you said, she's a dual champion now. That's that's a big deal. She's she's the first dual champion since Becky Lynch. There you go. That is true. What, uh, since Becky was was Becky the last dual champion uh, like for women things for, for women for, 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 for women's wrestling. Okay, that's a hmm. I guess I've never really just thought about like 
how few times that happens. Because, like... Uh, well, in, in women's wrestling, it happens a few times. Like, in men, they had duel for New Japan for quite a while. Like, I guess um, it doesn't happen in women a lot because they're very... Usually, 99% of the time in a promotion, women only have one, maybe two titles, like, yeah. in their division. True. So it's very, it's very rare for them to jump across to other brands and get theirs, or even in their, within their own, you know, be a dual champion. Yeah. But yeah, um... Yeah, I just wanted to give credit to Deanna Perazzo for, oh, for showing sure. up and uh, giving the goods. No, you guys, you're, you're good, man. Uh, it's I typically agree. a lot of a lot of the ones that get cut from NXT, which this goes all the way back to when we were talking about a couple weeks ago the the cuts in NXT. You know, you got to remember, like even though it's its own thing, a lot of the NXT guys are either like former indie guys or like performance center hopefuls. And so when they get cut, like, it's really tough for them to, like, just pivot to something else because they're not as big of a draw. Uh, some of them maybe, like, you know, there's rumors about uh, Adam Cole uh, potentially going, and he would be a big draw. Bye-bye! But some of these other ones, like, if they left, like, they can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm this, you know, this, this, this is why you should hire me. They just be like, okay, then... We've got like five other people who we could eat more easily Google than you. Like, yeah, I mean, before we like get get down to like all the NXT and WWE news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I just meant like uh, in Jake, general, an NXT yeah. person like going on to do something like that. Yeah, um, but Jake uh, posed a question. Uh, I think you were asking about Andrade. Mm hmm. Oh, well, I wasn't so much uh, a question. I was just uh, talking about the Andrade and uh, Kenny Omega match. Uh, and I, what the question I was proposing, or just asking, I guess I wasn't getting down on a knee and proposing it, it to anyone. Um, Aww. I mean, well, Ron, that's after the show. That, that That's that's Patreon tier for me and you. Um, <laughs> uh, did either of y'all watch the match? I did. No, uh, but then again, like a lot of last week, there was a good chunk of last week where I didn't, I, I didn't literally watch anything, honestly. Yeah, you like, you were down, you were down. I was, Man down. I was big down. Um, <laughs> so what did, what did you think of the match, Ron? I thought it was a, a pretty good match. I have one complaint, but I'm curious to hear what you thought first. I thought it was, I thought it was a well, nice match. I thought it was like that. super super great it entertained me the only thing i didn't really like is and honestly there's a lot of people that popped for it i popped for it but uh after seeing like involvement did we really need rick flair okay I, on that note does anyone really need rick flair i know I it, was it was supposed to be a big deal i think it was a big deal for triple a and it's the reason that Conan was in Kenny's corner, and so Flair was in Andrade's corner. I think for AAA, that was a big deal, because someone like with the uh, name value of Ric Flair usually doesn't show up at AAA manias. Yeah, um, so I just... think it was a way to show that, oh, hey, look, we're getting bigger, we're getting more eyes on us, look, Ric Flair's here. Um, no, I... I, I Deal. I well, get your why, why don't they just have El Purplo again? Uh, the guy in the Thanos-like costume. Um, I have no answer for that because they always should have El Purplo 
uh, at Triple that, that's, that, that's that's the name, right? El Purplo or something like that. Ron, that is the name now. <laughs> El Purplo. El Purplo. El Purplo. That is no, like, uh, everyone. If uh, anyone asks who is Quick Pop's favorite wrestler, uh, the podcast collectively is now agreed. It's El Purplo. El Purplo. Yeah, I still got Vin Juice. So I'm still gonna grab my boy Vin Juice, but. No, no, it's, it's El Purple. It's El Purple. It's El Purple. We downvoted you. Okay, oh. so what? What did you not like about? So it wasn't Ric Flair. Uh, it's 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 the same thing with AAA, and I forget that they do this every year. And then AAA Mania comes around. I'm like, I'm gonna watch AAA Mania, and every year I get frustrated. And it's the production and the cameras. Oh yeah, they clip more than uh than uh Dunn, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. So, Ace, since you didn't watch it, so after the wrestlers get in the ring in AAA Mania, where the big Titantrons are and the big screen, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of showing the match for everyone to see, they show they ads. Run, they run picture ads, right? Yeah, uh, I, I guess that makes sense, yeah. No, that's fine. Here's my problem. Kenny and Andrade are sitting there punching each other, and one grabs him for a headlock. So they zoom the camera back to that wide crowd shot so they get those ads in it. Then they go back to the match. Then the second that any any second that the camera thinks there might be a lull in the action, they zoom back. But the only problem is they sometimes zoom back when they think there's going to be a lull and there's not. So they zoom out with that shot. Then it's like, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then quickly, like, flip back in so you don't miss stuff. Like, it, it seems very amateurish. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it took me out of the match. Like, it sounds to me like it's very, uh, it. the, the, the early days of AEW where it's just like, look, y'all could do better. Come on now. No, it was worse than that. Because me oh, and one of my friends was that? talking about, yes, me and one of my friends was talking about it because we were like, uh, that could have been a five-star match and I couldn't have have been able to tell because it took me out of the match that much so many times that was like this could be an amazing match but i i can't tell you that's an amazing match because they keep keep moving when they're doing i gotcha (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to emulate wwe with their um with their camera movement but they are way too over the top with it like yeah like wwe is barely bearable but at least I mean, AAA, like whoa. At least with WWE, you only occasionally will get like a bad cut. Like, oh come on, like we didn't see that. Like WWE, if anything else, is pretty good about being like, look, we want to make sure that you see this spot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they want you to see every inch of that spot by doing like fifty different camera angles. But yeah, no, I get it. Well, I just mean like. You can never say that you missed something with WWE. Like, yeah, it may be shoved in your face really awkwardly, but you'll at least you know oh, like happened. like they shoved a Roman Reigns down my throat when AJ Styles was uh, coming in yeah, at number three at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> that's the hey, uh, hey, ever. hey Ron. You'll be able to see everything. We may shaky cam every month, but you'll be able to see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here that's busting fair, chops. That's like one of the worst, like. I'm here for some shops. So, a few things happened <clears throat> in New Japan, but y'all already mentioned WWE. Let's just cut over to it. Uh, SummerSlam weekend. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I think you in, unintentionally summed it up uh, just then. Uh, it was SummerSlam week 
end. Uh, Because for things that we will discuss later, it was going to be a hard act no matter what. Like they were were put in a bind from the get go. Now granted, there was going to be very little that they could have done to top what everyone was feeling going into it. Um, That being said, it was a couple of years ago. Well, several years ago. Man, I'm old. When they talked about the greatest, you know, WrestleMania, the greatest thrill, thrill ride and everything. That was this. There was way too many ups and downs. Every time you were like, oh, it's getting good. It would start to go back downhill. Uh, Honestly, like before a certain point, I really like the uh, I really like SummerSlam. I will say this. So one of the big things that everyone was worried about was the look of the arena because there was no LED board. It's actually not too upset by that. It actually looked pretty good in there. They used uh, the uh, baseball stadium format. Yeah, they had the stadium, the baseball stadium format, and it had that, you know, we're in Vegas big fight feel to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I, I'm i a big fan of stage and presentation. So I was the first one to kind of be like, ugh, like... They're going minimal. One, let's let's not lie. They went minimal to fit more people in there so they can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Um, this was definitely like we're in Vegas. We want as many people in there as possible. That's not really that's 100 percent why they did that. So I'm not arguing that point at all. Agreed. But I will give it this as far as when they came out, um, when they first came out, it was very minimal. It felt weird. But then when you saw that they kind of made their own like around to like behind all the way down to behind the ring so once you got into the ring you saw people and an LED board that was a cool presentation so it had vibes of like uh, that very famous uh, mania moment I believe it was or maybe it was a SummerSlam moment it was not a mania or SummerSlam where uh, it's the classic one where Hogan's getting beat up and then Ultimate Warriors music hits, and you see him run like all oh, the way down. Yeah, that's the one. It was, I was pretty sure it was a mania, but I couldn't remember. But I, I remember that distinctly because it was that long run he had to do. And they were like, here yeah. he comes. And it was like eight years later, he's still coming. Yeah. But like, I, I like the LED board behind the ring. That was cool. Uh, I will say this that long entrance ramp, I didn't mind it an idea but it made for this whole show to feel like walkamania there like, was a couple of moments where the the long walk definitely bit them uh there was a comedic moment later on in the match where it <coughs> it was uh well this wasn't a match so we can hit it real quick it was a comedic moment with uh the miz and morrison and they oh, claimed yeah. that they had uh they had the Dripstick 2000. And then, of all people, it was Xavier Woods dressed as Razor Ramon, which I loved. It was like. It was nice. It was fun. It was nice. There were some people who were like, they were overselling. And I was like, that's what you do. That's like 100%. Like, yeah, duh. It wasn't that powerful. It was a backpack sprayer. Like, everybody and their mother knew that it <coughs> didn't actually hurt them. It was funny, though. Yeah. Uh, but there was a moment where they kept showing Xavier like looking back from the ramp and then it would show the Miz and Morrison looking back from the, the ramp 
<laughs> and you're like, where are they? Like in relation to each other, they keep like looking back to each other, but looking like they also have their back to the ramp. And at one point you saw when they were showing uh, Xavier Woods, it was like right a little bit, you know, before that, that bend. Um, Miz and Morrison were like right there. So you could see them looking like towards Xavier Woods, who was looking away from them. It it definitely messed up that that whole like slowly backing up the ramp uh, shot that they always like to get. Uh, maybe I, I was the only one to notice that, but I was that that was a big like ooh, ooh that didn't really turn out good. Uh, <coughs> let's let's do this. There's there's a lot to unpack with SummerSlam, and we still have other things to get to. Yeah, so there's, let's, let's go positive to... first. Uh, everyone, what were some of your positives or things you liked about so, SummerSlam? I personally <laughs> was happy that we got RK Bro officially. I've been rooting for them for forever. And, and so RK Bro officially exists and won the titles. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and I'll say this I am not a huge fan of RK Bro. But that match was way better than I thought it was going to be. It, that match actually would probably be one of the top four matches of SummerSlam. I actually also appreciate that the way they still, even though I don't think he needs it, come on now, uh, protected Omos by having him just like, he was busy beating up Riddle on, on the outside. So Riddle like was the sacrificial lamb that let Randy get in there and take out uh, AJ and win. Yeah. And uh, and I like the key little moment where uh, he like gave uh, Riddle his title so he could do his pose, and Riddle was just like, "Oh my God, he accepts me." <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. They're definitely the quintessential like strange, you know, weird tag team, like weird couple tag team. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great that like Riddle kept, 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 kept pursuing this, and Randy was just like, "You know what? You've proved it." Um, one of my favorite one. Mo one of my favorite moments uh, has to be and in retrospect I hated it for one reason only but I loved Rick Boogs oh, yeah. and King Nakamura and Patrick young Patrick Frank McAfee yeah, just all dressed in white jamming in Pat had me popping. Pat had me popping the entire night. Pat was such a delight. Like, whenever when people talk about like, oh, Pat messes up the traditional, like there's gotta be a heel and a, you know, a heel and a face uh, commentator. Pat messes that up, but in the best way, because he's just like a kid. I'm going to root for this guy. I'm going to scream for this guy. If you don't like it tough, I'm louder than you. He, he shakes it up. He, he is great because, uh, well, and another great thing I guess I would say about Pat McAfee is just that he's does, he isn't the traditional, like, former wrestling guy, and, you know, he's calling all the shots from this uh, seat of experience. He, he feels more wrestling fan, and I think that actually works in his favor. Oh, I was about gosh, to say, yeah. like, I know this is going to be a weird comparison. He is WWE's Don Callis. 
Yes. Because when yes. Don Callis and TNA was behind the uh, booth, he was with Tanay. Tanay, you know, knew what was going on. Whoever the third man that they switched in and out was like kind of color. And Don Callis was always what felt like he would say what the fans would say. Like something would happen, he'd be like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And so, you know, and so like, I feel like that's Pat McAfee. I feel like Pat McAfee's there to have the same level of excitement that they want the fans to have or they hope the fans, you know? <laughs> yeah, he kind of grounds the podcast and makes it feel like these aren't just two dudes who've been formulated to say this, this, and this. He's he's like saying stuff that like, what is he doing there? Why is he doing that? You know, a yeah. normal commentator would be like, oh, he's setting up for this, this. But Pat McAfee is just like, what the heck is he doing? Uh, one one thing McAfee he eggs on Pat, uh, Michael Cole. He oh, yeah. eggs him on. And what he was, and Michael Cole was on record saying that he's basically rejuvenated the career. Oh, for sure. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I remember him saying that. That like before he came in there, like his career was really you know flatlining because they just didn't have anything new for him. Uh, and he's definitely saved his career. He said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll also say that I think Pat McAfee <laughs> sells this Rick Boom Nakamura gimmick better than Rick Boom and Nakamura. Because, like, Pat McAfee makes you want to love it. I mean, the dude jumps he up, on, and... up on, a, on the chair and just starts going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see, like, Cole's, like, playing the, like, just, dude, just get down. Just get down. And he's like, nah, man. It's jamming time. Yeah. I, I, now, I, I love that duo. On that note, though, I was very confused when they did come out because I was like, oh, they're going to defend the IC title too that's like the one title that didn't get defended and then it was literally just to you know have a hype big up. hype spot and I mean yeah fine like <clears throat> Wrestlemania does the same thing where they have a musical interlude at least this was like a wrestler and a fun personality and everything but it felt weird because it was like alright cool thanks for the entrance alright get out of the way because it's uh, main event time yeah um it just felt it felt unnecessary fun, but but unnecessary. Agreed. I, I, I have a problem with that, uh, but we're on the positive now, so I'm not going to get into that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the my positive, positive that I think I was gonna say go ahead. Okay, if you're not so gonna my, say what I'm gonna say, then by all means. So uh, my positive is Seth Rollins versus Edge. Oh my god, that yes. was the best match of the night dude um edge coming out full brood entrance like coming up through the circle of fire mm-hmm. so much fun <laughs> um <laughs> dude that, that the match was awesome edge pulled out the education i haven't seen him do that in forever mm-hmm. uh he did a glam slam um, yes seth rollins just showed the hell out like the, no other match on the card for me like, I thought that going in that that would be the best match of the night. And not only did it exceed my expectations, it blew the entire show out of the water. Like, yeah, that one was. And what's crazy is you look at like all the other uh, matches. Like, I think there was only like, what, two matches that didn't have like titles attached to them. Yeah. Uh, and. One was the throwaway Alexa Bliss, even Marie thing, even though we did get to see a nice little like come up inside of do, do drop, which was fun. 
there were only two, and this one was like next to, it was like third to last, I think. Like it was right before the two heavyweight title fights. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not have been upset if you just swapped them around and just moved that one to the end. Like, I know it's sacrilege to not end your show with a title fight, but like, that's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand why you want to end your show with Roman uh, Cena, and especially well, we'll just talk about it now. What happened. Yeah, but the story <laughs> that they're about to me. tell is going to be great. So, so wait, wait, wait just, for me Ron, you're a fan of Goro dressed as Dean Ambrose. Uh, no, I I am a fan of Onion Head. I was, I I'm just gonna say it. I don't. Somebody told him that was a good idea. I don't know who did it. It was a good idea. Somebody told him. Brock, uh, depending, uh, yes, whether you're Ace. Everyone tweeted us and let us know. Are you uh, with Ace? Has Brock made a mistake? Does he not have any real friends? Or uh, do you agree with Ron and think that uh, Onion Head Brock, a.k.a. Goro, dressed as Dean Ambrose, is the new face of the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment? That is a deal. It looks good. He Mm. looks good. The story that they're about to tell is going to be good. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Story is fine. I like, I, I like the story. I like the the Heyman like angle to it. Probably could have left that haircut in the oven just a little longer. So, Ron, am I assuming that you're saying the story they're about to tell that you're looking forward to is Brock versus Roman uh, for the services of Paul Heyman? I no. It's honestly just to Paul Heyman alone because this is going to be Paul Heyman's story. Well, what's really going to be great is we're going to go back to the old era of Brock's going to have to speak for himself. That's going to be fun. Most interesting to me is the fact that Brock is going to have to grab a mic and talk. Mm-hmm. Can we can we talk about the the bad thing? Because I know. Yeah, I like, think we've hit all the positives. So we're we're, we're already what? I think we're already we're, almost running long. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and hit it. I'll be surprised if you know, the bad isn't all the same. Um, I hated the fact, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I hated the Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie match. I hated the yeah. uh, the John Morrison uh, Moist TV thing. Yep. I hated King Nakamura and Rick Boogs thing because they took time away from something that could have been absolutely brilliant and spectacular. And that was the return of Becky Lynch and also Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair and having like a good 15 to 20 minute like match. Instead, we got 20 something seconds of absolutely 26 seconds of complete garbage. I know Vince was trying to make Becky Lynch's return a big deal, which it was, but did you need to bury someone who has who has held the WWE women's like the women's division on her back uh, since the story of her and Sasha Banks and the uh, Royal Rumble and all that? You basically gave her the Kofi treatment just because someone big and someone bad is back and you want to put you want to give a bigger moment. But you complete like that whole segment, that whole part 
was absolutely this was the thrill ride that you were talking about it had its ups it had its downs but at the end of the day it made me want to turn off the cock peacock preach so partial counterpoint because let it be known that i am actually on the side of this was a flop this did not land at all oh too bad i want to i want to fight you on this ace but go ahead no, 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 because here's the thing. Like, I agree. This didn't land. Uh, regardless of what I've heard that I'm going to tell you, this didn't land. Um, there were better ways of doing it. So w- with the slight counterpoints here and there, uh, the one thing that I th- I've heard uh, right off the bat, I've heard two conflicting things was the eligibility of uh, Sasha Banks. There are some people who are saying WWE knew <clears throat> like eight days before this they that did. this was going to be the case. See, that's just it. That hasn't been official. Like, unfortunately, it's just Meltzer. And it's nice that Mel- Meltzer is. Meltzer is also wrong about a lot of things. Well, I've known about this right. for five days now. That she wasn't going to compete? Yeah, and I was hoping it was a swerve. So what I also have heard is that uh, the day of even Bianca was not cleared to fight. I've and heard so, that as well. And so this is why they didn't do an elongated match because she wasn't actually cleared to fight. To that, I would still say just cancel it all. Just don't even do it. Just be like, this had to be called off. Put in something else. Have Nakamura actually defend the title. Uh, make the New Day go against Miz and Morrison. Like, you could have <laughs> filled that space with just an entertaining match. You didn't need to do this because what you did is you put yourself into a situation that you have already put your situa- yourself into and you didn't learn to- from it. And I'm speaking about when Keith Lee returned to go against Karrion Cross, <laughs> And that was a no-win situation. It was either... Keith Lee wins, and once again, you further belittle Cross's character, even though it I'm doesn't sorry, take I'm much. Not, um, it doesn't take much. Yeah. Or they did what they did, where <clears throat> you have <laughs> Lee lose on his return and belittle his return. They put themselves in a no win situation, and they didn't have to, is what it all boils down to. They absolutely could have avoided this, and they just didn't. Yeah. No, they they double down on it, and that yeah, like it, it, it's horrible. Like as much if as we were... want to give the WWE like the benefit of the doubt, like oh my gosh, there's a plan for this. They're, like I want th- I want WWE to do well, but you can't have the WWE do well with bad fucking booking. I'm, no, I agree. I, I agree. Cause here's here's the problem is. People, even it was what two, three years ago, the Kofi Kingston Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah, yeah. People still remember that and still have you know a bad taste in their mouth. And listen, I'm screw it. I'm just gonna say it. I understand right now they have a uh, uh, a black WWE champion, but with the Kofi Kingston debacle and now this. It makes people be able to create the narrative of WWE doesn't care about a lot of their black superstars. Why would you allow your audience to connect those dots? Why? If those dots don't need to be there, why connect them? That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and be like WWE is racist or there's no way they're racist. I'm not going. I'm not saying either of those. 
Those I'll say listening, it. Okay, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, I said it on Twitter. But what? Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, they allowed that narrative to be set. They allow it. Like this. Like Bianca. If Bianca could not go, she never should have stepped foot in that ring. You exactly. should have. It announced that like the match can happen. Carmella come out and be like, I'm the most beautiful thing ever. So I came here to let y'all look at me. I should be champion. Becky's music hits. Becky beats the brakes off Mella, grabs the mic, and then just cuts a I'm back promo. Becky can talk. Oh, give Becky just mic time out there. Everyone would have ate it up. But no, uh, Bianca may be uh, injured, sick, or whatever, and she's going to be out. So we need to get the title off her right now. And we need it. So let's just have Becky beat her in 26 seconds. If she's hurt or sick, have Becky cut a promo Friday night on SmackDown, say she has to relinquish the title and start a tournament. Like, you don't have to throw the title at Becky off the bat, you know? And you don't have to do it at the ex. It would have helped Bianca moving forward, both within the company and with fan outlook on how they view her, for her to be like, I'm injured and have to relinquish the title, than for her to be beat in 26 seconds. Yeah, that's probably the biggest takeaway here is... You know, regardless of what rumor you hear, know, listen to, follow. uh, If they had any forethought on this, if it was, you know, six hours before the show, they determined like, wow, our big SmackDown's women thing is just not going to work. If they had any foreknowledge to this, you could have fixed this. You could have put something into play. You had two or three things that were just lead ins and throwaway things that you could have absolutely been like, let's pivot this into a match. Let's pivot this into something. Instead, you went with what you thought would be the flashy thing, the big like, oh, wow, Becky Zack, and look, she won the title. Everyone would have loved for her to win the title if it wasn't at the expense of Bianca. Yeah. That's where most people, and I don't, I think WWE just thinks like people, they, they big mad. They don't know why they mad. They just big mad. No, I think they don't understand that people are upset that you did it at the expense of somebody that they were rooting for. Yes. Like, like it made problem. me hate Becky for the wrong reasons. Right. If, if they're going to push her as a heel, make me hate her for the right reasons. Yes. This just, and this just makes me mad that I can't be mad at Becky. I have to be mad at the booking. It, it, it and oh my gosh back to the whole uh, it, uh when bianca lost to becky i immediately thought that goldberg was going to get the title and i also thought that biggie was gonna cash because it's you know it's goldberg he's a big goldberg mark and then fail at doing so so ron I hate to put you in a bad mood, but do you know what's about to happen in WWE? Uh, uh, Gage, uh, Gage uh, Goldberg is gonna fight uh, Bobby Lashley for whatever the heck. I just, I don't. So my don't care. my prediction is it's going to be Goldberg Lashley two at Crown Jewel. Oh. Goldberg, Goldberg wins the title. So that then November at Survivor Series, it will be Goldberg Roman Reigns champ versus champ. 
for when they do Raw uh, versus SmackDown. That's dumb. That is so dumb. You want to know, you know what the biggest you know why, reason why, why it's dumb is because it's so believable that they would make trash decisions like that. Oh, I think they're going to because uh, think about it. Okay, so Roman Reigns right now, his whole story arc is leading to The Rock with the head of the table, right? So he mm-hmm. has to beat every A-list guy on the way there. He just beat Cena. Uh, he probably most likely will face Lesnar at uh, Crown Jewel. It'll probably be him and Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Or, or Extreme and Rules. Then, or, and extreme then rules. He'll, he, or Extreme Rules. And then he'll have beaten Lesnar. And so then, well, Goldberg and him are on two different shows. So how do you get him to... Uh, finally have that match Survivor against Goldberg to have two years ago, Survivor Series. See, so I would believe that. The only flip side of that is Goldberg lives in that, like, I don't belong to a specific brand thing. They could still have him fight Roman. See, but I think what they're going to do, though, is have Goldberg beat Lashley. That way, Goldberg is champion Goldberg. That way, not only does he get to beat Goldberg, but it isn't he's just, oh, Goldberg just came back, said, hi, I want a match. No, no, no. Goldberg is a champion now. And now that uh, uh, when Roman beats Goldberg, he beats champion Goldberg. Mm. Yeah, WWE wants to think I'm like super stupid. I'm. Ugh. I what 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 what? It will happen. It will happen. Goldberg, you heard it here. You heard it Goldberg, here. Goldberg, Roman Reigns, Survivor Series. Uh, both of them have a belt to make it a big match, and then uh, Goldberg will lose the title probably in like. December, maybe they let him keep it till November, uh, till January, but I don't think he has that many matches. He'll lose it shortly after Survivors. I'm torn because if there's one thing that I think thankfully WWE has learned, because I, I could have seen them 100% putting the belts on him uh, Saturday night, and they didn't. And I think it's because they learned the last time that they gave Goldberg a belt because they immediately took it back off of him. Once again, though, I only think he wins that title so that you can get to Roman Goldberg. Maybe Stupid. I'm just in denial because I don't want to see it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not. In, I don't have that vision yet. I guess is what I would Stupid. say. Stupid. It's believable. Stupid. Mark your calendars down. It will be Goldberg Lashley two at Crown Jewel. And in Saudi Arabia, Goldberg is winning that belt. Mm, uh. (laughs) Now that I brought the podcast down, and now that we've just, and now that we've cleansed ourselves of what we did not like of this weekend, everyone, can we please let the joy into wrestling? I'm guessing. Hey, Ron. We, what? Can, please look in my eyes. What do you see? Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Well, that was the line from Cold, Cold of Personality. <laughs> I love how Ron not only did what you asked, but didn't do what you asked. <laughs> I know. I love you, Ron. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to say Charles Montgomery Punk is back in the world of wrestling. Yes. Yes. Yes, Cornelius Mortimer Punk is back in professional wrestling. You know it's a big deal when even Jim Cornette uh, went on Twitter and said, uh, 
I didn't think that that I would. That's not how I would have done it. They did it better. The way they hate, like they revealed him. He went on and was like, "Well, that's not how I would have done it." But that's because they did it even better. Yeah, that the, the, Mr. The, Mr. The, the Grinch who stole wrestling. Yeah, if if you made heart grow three sizes that day, uh, you did something right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, that was, was such a feel good. Oh. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. So I've seen some people being silly when they criticize this stuff. The the thing to me that is so so great is he could have went out there sat in that ring and cut the pipe bomb too on WWE mm-hmm. he did, yes he took little veiled shots at them but he made that promo about him his relationship to wrestling and his relationship to the fans and that mm-hmm. promo was basically him saying why he left him saying that he's back and him saying that he's back in wrestling and that he's heard the fans and all like it was a a great great promo and i i didn't know what he was going to say but i can honestly say i didn't necessarily expect that and i say that in the best way yeah, um, I think one thing that I was pointed out is that when he was talking about uh, why he had left uh, a certain place, he didn't say, I'm sorry. He said, I understand if you feel hurt. I understand if you were disappointed uh, in the decisions that I have made. But why would I stay there when I was hurting, I was beat down, and I was basically underutilized and you know all of that he didn't say i'm sorry he said i understand i loved that yeah and i love the line that like i couldn't get better staying in the place that made me sick um because i think we've all been in those places in our life be it a relationship at a job be it just where you live that it's like i mentally am sick and if i stay at this position this place this relationship or whatever i am never going to be anything but sick like i think we all understand that and we could all feel that that's the thing about that promo is man you freaking feel it Mm -hmm. um my wife uh that like will bounce in and out of just you know watching wrestling with me uh she she watched some when punk was around with me but, you know, just she knows enough to be, be dangerous about that. Even she, like, was uh, when, when I said I was coming on, she's like, sure, I'll sit here. You know, that's that's interesting that he's coming back. When she saw him, like, at that ramp getting in her eyes, even she was like, oh, wow, this this is emotional. Like, yeah. like she felt the emotion in it. And like, I think everyone could ever like when Punk said up there that he's just winging it because he didn't know how it would be. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty certain he did because that just felt it felt raw and mm-hmm. in the best way oh yeah um it's just like you guys saw the video that i showed you like i tried yeah. to uh like get the reaction video and i cried i cried during yeah. it because punk was such a big part 
of wrestling in general and also like he was someone or he is someone you know that i look up to maybe not for like the straight edge stuff anymore but because he he does like he goes out and he just does what he wants and he puts in the work he puts in the time he puts in the effort and tries to give it 110 percent, even though it doesn't seem like it's a good idea he's gonna do it anyway because that he encompasses punk rock to me like he is the anti-establishment he is the anti-hero he is everything that everything that you uh hate about cena you you love in cm punk um even even uh like i i have a small little story um it was my wedding day and i did uh an homage to uh cm punk doing an homage to uh the thing so after like they played john cena's music as i entered the uh i guess the venue um i got down on one knee i checked the time and i just i flat out screamed it's wedding time and then i punched the air and turned my back to the crowd it cm punk is a part of my life and i'm so glad that he is back in professional wrestling i'm happy that he's happy i'm happy that he looks better um there was a i guess a comparison from the last day he was on uh wwe programming to the first day that he was on aew programming given he looks a lot older now but um the bags under his eyes are natural whereas back when he was with wwe that was a sick tired worn out man dude yeah he looked like he hadn't slept in a week like yeah every every time he went on live television it looks like from the monday to monday he didn't sleep right yeah he yeah he yeah it wasn't good um i'm, I'm so glad he's back yeah no i agree with you like i have always been someone that's watched wrestling like even like during like you know some times where it's bad i usually still end up for the majority watching he was the f- sit like uh, since Shawn michaels made his return i got really excited because that's my favorite wrestler of all time mm-hmm. but since then like i was just kind of going through the motions of wrestling and the second i found out about indie wrestling was because uh, one of my friends is like, dude, you got to check out uh, Daniel Bryanson and uh, you got to check out uh, CM Punk. And like he reignited that love in wrestling. And so he is just one of those guys that I will continuously follow what he does because he has entertained me so much. Um, Back when before the network, they had uh, pay-per-views events at like Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, a, a group of uh, of us would go and watch them. I made so many friends from booing Cena and cheering for Punk uh, <laughs> at those things um, yeah. because we would go to Buffalo Wild Rings. We'd act like it was a wrestling, uh, like we were at the uh, event at a live crowd. We'd boo, we'd cheer, we we acted an ass. Um, but I made so many friends fr- from that uh, of my of my wrestling friends. You know, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's just 
This music, man, it's the cult of person. Yeah, um, Punk is one of the people that I will always say, check him out uh, when it comes to like a new fan of wrestling. Um, I know maybe every pay-per-view and every like dynamite and rampage uh me and my friend frank would be in discord and we would watch uh we would watch the shows and he actually watched uh the first dance with me and he was like i don't know anything about this guy but that is the loudest crowd i've ever heard and yeah. like like given rock concerts uh, probably sounded quieter than the way the United Center sounded. And he's like, there's something about that guy, isn't there? And Dude, I was like, oh, buddy. You could hear his music. You could barely no. hear the music. No, it was so loud in there. I, 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 this I even, this even rivaled CM Punk John Cena in Chicago for Money in the Bank. A hundred percent. I think that is one of the loudest crowd reactions probably since Austin. Oh, yeah. Like, may, like there may be some that were on par or pretty close. That just, that, it felt crazy. I, like, it's one of those things that, like, you felt the energy from the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was going to be another thing I was going to say is, like, so a bunch of people, you know, with him coming up is comparing like when Hogan jumped to WCW and stuff like that I feel it, okay what I'm about to say is on a smaller scale I feel Punk going to AEW is Sting going to TNA Punk mm. obviously has m- more of a boom than Sting did right but he is the guy that's about to bring legitimacy to AEW because yeah. for the casual fan it's just, oh, yeah, you know, we've heard about other promotions. Ah, it's just, okay, cool. They got uh, another wrestling company got a TV deal. That's cool, you know? But now you hear, oh, hey, that other company has CM Punk. And now you have people being like, oh, yeah, there's there's this new wrestling company. No, no, not WWE. It's a different one, you know? And that's kind of the feel when Sting went to TNA. TNA was just that other company that, you know, I guess they're on TV. And then you mm-hmm. heard Sting's there, and you're like, oh, WCW's Crow Sting? And, like, Punk is to a bigger level, but I think, like, this is that. This is, he is about to be the catalyst for making this company feel and be legitimate. Yeah, like, you have the ice cream. You have, you have Chris Jericho. You have uh, Kenny Omega. You have Sting. You have all of these talented people. CM Punk is going to be the cherry on top he yeah. is the catalyst he is the arbiter of the new age of wrestling and it is gonna benefit everyone it is gonna benefit everyone hopefully, hopefully. so ron i have to ask you this because i haven't seen a lot of people talk about this i'm surprised so in uh-huh. promo he talked about how much he wants to uh work with the younger guys and the new guys and help develop people right yeah but he also said there's a few scores to settle in the back when he said that, who is the first name that come to, came to your mind? Colt Cabana. Colt freaking Cabana! Dude, no, I, like, I keep mentioning that to people, and they keep being like, "What? why? And then I, I remind them of what went down, and they're like, oh. I'm like, dude, if you want a in-your-face, let's-get-real storyline, right there. Here's, yep. the only th- here's the only thing. How do you do that and make Punk the, the hero? 
Um, you don't. You have right. to make him a heel. Yeah. So, like, because right now, Punk's selling t-shirts and merch and everything. So you don't turn Punk heel now. But you, you do the slow burn. You yeah. absolutely do the slow burn. Like, yes. maybe like in passing, like, oh, hey, Cole. Hey, hey, Phil. No, 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 no. And then like a year and a half later, that's like, when things started getting like super heated. They, there's just there, 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 there's no way you don't touch that. Unless, the only way you don't touch that is if basically there is still raw feelings between them. And both and like one one of them is kind of like, a, I don't I don't mind that he's here or I don't mind working with him, but I don't want to do business with him. Well, you know? there's there's one guy in that locker room that could actually give insight to that sort of uh, dilemma. That's Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Matt, I yep. you were gonna say it. Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, that's true. Um man like that's that's the the thing that because that's the whole reason like after that came out that like punk like basically sued colt i was like well he'll never be in AEW. you know a few years ago and like i was so excited that oh he may actually show up oh he may actually show up and then like after he showed up and like said that i was like i was like oh that's right colt cabana um, yeah yeah also since we're jumping all over the place to you being said like how you recorded uh yourself watching uh, mm-hmm. My wife was laughing at me because literally how the show started for me is they started to play the music and, you know, it showed like his symbol. And yeah. literally out loud, I was I was like, it's not real. It's not real. It's going to be MJF. It's not. It's, it's, <laughs> not real. I was saying out loud, I was like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. My wife was like him. And I was like, nope, it's going to be like MJF and somebody to piss everyone off right at the beginning of the show. And then, ah, hell, you've already cussed, I don't mind. And then uh, whenever he came out the second I saw him, I went, son of a bitch, it's real. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just couldn't stop it. It just it just came out. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those moments where it's like, yeah, I, you know, everyone knew he was showing up. But no one knew he was showing up, you know? Yeah. It's like... It was the worst of, kept secret. It's one of those things that you knew it was happening, but you didn't want to believe it because you didn't want to get burned. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of called it in our uh, in our group chat. I was like, if they're going to do something, yeah, they have yeah. to do it at the beginning because they're go- the crowd will take over the entire like yeah. hour of entertainment uh, if you I, don't put them out first. I thought what they were going to do is I thought that they were going to bring out a match like how that uh that Jade Carhill match like we were talking about how they're times and we we're like that's a squash match right yeah so I thought that that match may start the show and do like the squat and they may like squash it and then punk comes out um but yeah I mean it, they did it the right way they did it the right way and they gave punk his moment and yeah. they also didn't take away from the wrestling like yeah. each uh, all three of those matches were matches yeah. So I I was quite happy about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I it was it was. I'm just reminiscing. Like CM Punk is back in wrestling, man. Yeah. It's very fun. It's funny. I of uh, collections of his uh, 
ROH run and some WWE uh, uh, E stuff. Yeah. And like the second he came out, I'm like, I need to rewatch all of those DVDs. Start watching uh, Samoa Joe in uh, in Punk. Yep, the trilogy. I yep. I have a, a special ROH DVD that's uh, those trilogy of matches with a shoot interview with uh, a CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Man, CM I'm Punk the, is I'm back. Next, yep, and the next two weeks I'm going to just watch a bunch of his old matches. I'm I'm going to end up doing this. I'm also going to be talking to a couple of my friends and be like, okay. So last week, CM Punk, I cried about it. Y'all were like, whoa, what's like, this guy's a big deal. Like they've seen him in UFC and they're like, oh, okay. I mean, he's not that great. He lost twice, which no, he didn't. One was a uh, no contest after a while. So that's right. So yeah, he's like zero, one and one. Okay. Get it straight. But I'm going to end up showing people like a whole bunch of his like, WWE run because okay. it's like the most accessible like okay. straight edge society yes. um, so obviously promo Jericho I have to ask you party. I was looking this up because I was curious at what people consider in WWF or E his top matches so I have to ask you Ron right now uh, one of your friends walks up to you goes man that was cool that was awesome this guy weighs about what should I watch you have three matches what do you show them uh, Money in the Bank with John Cena is absolutely number one. Uh, his match with uh, Chris Jericho, uh, which where which one? Which one? Uh, the one. Let's see. Gosh, three good I, matches with Jericho. I uh, I, I want to say the culmination. Like, no, 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 no. The second one. I think it was the second one. Like after. <laughs> It was whatever was after, like, when Jericho started, like, pouring, like, alcohol down his throat and whatnot. Oh, the, the one right after that, that's a WrestleMania 29. Yeah. Okay. I I like that one. I also think their match at uh, Over the Limit 2013, when uh-huh. he came back from his injury, I think that match may be better. Um, yeah. But that's a good one, too. Okay, so what's your third one? I'm torn, because as much as I want to... Uh, put the rock there. I'm gonna have to go with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh yes, WrestleMania. What was that? Thirty-one. Where no, no, thirty-one was twenty-nine. Yeah, it's twenty-nine. So he comes out with like the urn and everything, and yep, that's uh, good with Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I, I like your your uh, picks. The only other match I can think that I would want to move in there, um, or well, I'll I'll pick two matches that I would move in there. Uh, one is uh, him and Daniel Bryant at Over the Limit, uh, mm-hmm. back the storyline that they were feuding over AJ Lee. Oh yeah. Um, and then also uh, back when he was in the Straight Edge Society, uh, him and Rey Mysterio. Was it Rey that shaved his head? Yeah, yeah, Rey. Yeah, it was mask versus hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the one where Rey uh, shaved his head, and then after that he started wearing the Straight Edge Society mask. So yeah, I would say. Oh, I would even play. go as far as to say uh, that one uh, Royal Rumble where he was just eliminating people left and right, and he would just get back on the mic and start preaching. So one of my favorite live memories, like where I was live of him, was uh, it was the Elimination Chamber uh, in St. Louis 
Um, it was right before WrestleMania 20... 26, yes, yeah, so, because he was doing that gimmick. Mm-hmm. And so in this Elimination Chamber match, how they did it was everyone that, uh, came, like, the first two came out, it was uh, uh, Ray and Punk, Punk pinned him, then the next person, two came out, and they pinned him, and, like, it basically was just a bunch of one-on-one matches, right? Mm-hmm. But he eliminates Ray, and there's still time, so he just grabs a mic, and, like you said, starts preaching and stuff while they were doing the countdown for the next person to come in, and he's just talking about, like, put your hand up to the uh, screen and let the power of edge flow through you and stuff like that. (laughs) It was so great. It was so great. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Uh, Yeah, and that's the reason I'm glad we ended on this note, because like we say here all the time, there are things in wrestling that bother us, but we are wrestling. Wrestling. Um, no matter if it's uh, New Japan, AEW, WWE, there's so many choices right now, guys. Um, GCW, uh, Zack Ryder's best heels in wrestling. There is something out there for everyone. We oh, yeah. hope you can find what wrestling you enjoy, and we hope that you find something. And for the love of God, like, if you don't know who CM Punk is, look it up. Uh, and just enjoy the ride that's about to ins- um, Yeah, just remember, like in 2005, he left professional wrestling. In 2021, yeah. he came back. Gives you the warm butt. So, uh, yeah, this has been the Quick Pop Podcast. Uh, I'm Jake. Uh, that's, that's Ron. He's kind of raunchy. Uh, Ron, hey, hey, Ron, you got anything you, uh, you plug you want to tell people about um no not this time oh th- i i don't have anything uh for oh. y'all I, I wish i could i wish i could tell you um but honestly i can't really plug the next thing i'm doing because uh that is an adult thing and i can't plug adult things on a non-adult thing okay well i just want everyone to know that uh i'm still your quick pop champion um I am the best in the world at what I do. Uh, and what I do is predict wrestling and know where storylines are going and know, uh, know who's going to win matches. I hate that I have this burden because it means that I have to tell Ron stuff like Goldberg's going to win the title at Crown. Yeah. Right. But it's why a burden you want to that- bust my chops like that. But it's, it, hey, you know, it's a burden that I put on my shoulders and I carry with me. And um, since right now it seems like it's me and you doing cast, I just want to say uh, Ace will never be champion. Um, Ace is a smelly, stinky doo-doo head. And um, everyone but Ace have a, have a nice night. Oh, well, I wish Ace has a nice night. And, you know, just because you're a champion doesn't give you the right to be a giant mean poo-poo doo-doo head. Ron, that's exactly what it gives me the right to do. Okay, you R- know Ron, what? you're you just right. don't realize it. You don't, just don't realize it because it's been so long since you've held this title. Um, yeah, it this has. Gives me card, this gives me carte blanche on the podcast. I can say and do whatever I want to do. Don't don't oh. be all don't be all French with me. I'll be French with whoever I want to be French you, with. I'll be you gonna, German. You're gonna, you gonna be a Quebecer? 
I'll be a Kiwi if I want to be. <gasps> Shout out to right. Jay White. That's right. I went New Zealand. What up? Yo. Okay, I but yeah, this is the card here to remind you that for all the big talk that Jake makes, Jake doesn't edit the podcast. So if you were like, wow, it's weird how Jake went silent there at the end of the podcast when he sounded like he was making a pretty big speech. I have no idea what happened, but I'm sure his great and gloriousness that he claims that he has, where he can just say whatever the heck he wants, will shine through and definitely won't get cut because, you know, he doesn't have the verifiable administrative power to make those claims. So yeah, I guess he can say whatever he wants, but you know, it's up to you, whatever you hear it. So if you do hear it, great. If you don't, well, I guess he just doesn't really have all that power so make sure you have a great day brush your teeth wash your kids uh wash your face and uh watch wrestling but definitely don't watch that zach saber jr nonsense because guess what once again ace has the final say and jake is it's technically your champion but you know you didn't hear him say that maybe you did who knows let's see what happens all right bye-bye everyone we out how do you revive a ghost Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.